You're listening to a sermon from St. John's Anglican in Cranbourne. To find out more about us, head to cranbourneanglican.org.au. Please be seated. And uh, if you'd like to follow uh, in the Pew Bibles, we're at Luke 12, the Gospel reading, beginning at verse 35. Can you hear us there in the uh, child prayer uh, room? That's great. Well, this morning I'd like to speak about a very important subject, one that's often forgotten uh, in the busyness of our daily lives, and especially as we're busy and distracted in a pandemic, and that is Jesus' return. Even at Advent, that section of the church year at the end of the year, when we're meant to be thinking about Jesus' comings, uh, and especially about his, Jesus, his return, we often think just about his first coming at that first Christmas. But his second coming ought to affect every aspect of our lives, our thinking, our motivation, how we spend our money, how we speak, everything, even how we respond to a pandemic, because actually it puts the pandemic in perspective and helps us to respond to it. And today's passage contains three striking parables, and each of them helps us think through this crucial, crucial subject of the Lord's return. The passage begins with a strong command. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Well, who are these servants and who is this master and is there any significance in the fact that he's coming back from a wedding? If we stand back a little and look at the bigger picture, we find that Jesus is teaching his disciples. But around them is a massive crowd, so massive, in fact, that they're trampling on each other to hear him. And in this context, Jesus begins to speak first to the disciples with the crowd listening in so that all of them can prepare for the future. And Jesus commands his disciples to be dressed, ready for service, like men waiting for their master to return. And what will he do? It'll be good for those servants who keep watch, even if he comes very late, even if he comes in the early hours of the morning, so that when he comes, they can immediately open the door for him. Now, I don't know if you've ever returned from a long trip. Maybe you've been overseas or come back from holidays and your plane's been delayed or the kids have been getting sick and you're exhausted. And somebody's meant to be waiting up for you to check that everything's okay. But when you get home, the place is pitch black. You knock on the door. Nothing happens. So you knock a bit louder. Still nothing happens. So then you begin to move around the house and knock on some windows. And eventually a light comes on. And eventually someone opens, comes to the door with tussled hair and hastily donned shorts, they've obviously been asleep, bleary eyes. Oh, we thought you weren't coming. We were expecting you much earlier. The place is cold. There's somebody else's mess there. The fridge is empty. I tell you, it'll be good for those servants whose master finds them 
ready. Even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. And what will he do? You know, those ready servants had the fire stoked. There was food and drink prepared if they were hungry. The lamps were burning brightly, not smoking. They were all ready. There was plenty of hot water for a wash. Beds were freshly made with crisp linen. And the servants themselves were well-dressed, anticipating, eager to serve their master when he got back home. They were dressed, ready for service, and they kept a lookout. They were on their toes, alert, so that when the master knocks, they immediately open the door for him. And what does he do in a stunning, absolutely stunning role reversal? He takes off his travelling clothes, puts them down, and puts on the light tunic of a servant, tells his servants to sit down and relax, and then he begins to wait on them. Now, that's absolutely incredible for him to come back after a major function, tired. But what a wonderful and wonderfully surprising act for his servants who sit amazed. So be ready. Well, Jesus then slips into a second parable. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time the thief was coming, he wouldn't have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you least expect him. I mean, if you knew when the thief was coming, you'd be there with the police waiting for them, wouldn't you? Like Frederick in uh, Gilbert and Sutherland's Pirates of Penzance, if you know that one. No, no, thieves come when you least expect them. You know, you've just gone out to the shops, get some bread or milk, take the kids to school or childcare, somewhere like that. You get back, the door's open and you've been robbed. So how do you prepare for thieves? It's kind of a weird question, isn't it? I mean, do you just pretend they'll never come? Some people do, and they pay the cost severely. But if you've been robbed a few times, and especially if you've lost something valuable or something that's important to you sentimentally, you train yourself in habits and disciplines. You always lock the door. You always lock the windows. You make sure your valuables aren't uh, in plain view. You always actually presume that the thieves will come in any time, any, every time. You never let your guard drop because you know you might be visited at any time. Be ready. You know, I had a friend staying with me once. And I said to him, Sam, you've got to always keep the door locked. We've had a few burglaries around here. Sure enough, I came home from work one day, very distraught Sam, who said to me, I've lost my wallet and my computer. I was just having a shower, he said. Just the same. The Son of Man will come when you least expect him. So get into the right habits and disciplines. That's the way you'll stay safe. Never let your guard down.
because you know he might come at any time. Who can imagine that Jesus would actually compare himself to a thief? Well, Peter then says, no doubt looking at the crowd around them, Lord, are you saying this for us or for them? And no doubt occasioned by the crowd, Jesus slips into a third parable. He says, who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? It'll be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Indeed, it will be so good that the master will put him in charge of all his possessions. Because of his faithfulness, this manager who's been faithful will be looking after all that the manager owns. And in fact, he'll be brought into the master's inner circle because he's been trusted. On the other hand, let's say this manager says to himself, gee, my master seems to be a long time coming. It doesn't look like he's going to be here anytime soon. He may have even got sick or maybe he's died. And so instead of caring for his master's servants and fairly distributing the food on the property, he begins to get a little slack, a little self-important and in, begins to fill himself a bit more and to drink a bit more and to throw his weight around a bit more, bossing and bullying other people a bit more, you know. I mean, who's to stop him? But then suddenly, there's his master who's come in the middle of this fracas. And he's, the manager's been caught with his pants down, drunk, taking liberties. And the master has no mercy. He doesn't want anything to do with him. So he cuts him to pieces and throws him out. The master has no mercy with the responsibility of caring for the servants there came privileges but what has the, the manager done with those privileges he's abused them and in fact he's usurped the role of the master no longer is the household being managed well no, one, no longer are people being fed properly no longer do they feel safe and the master's house has actually come into great disrepute because of this unfaithful manager. And so there's to be no second chance for him. He's already evidenced his character. And Jesus goes on to say that the extent of our final judgment will depend on what we've been given and what we've done with it. If we clearly know the master's will and have been entrusted with much, then disobedience will lead to destruction. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much will be asked. So are these parables for the disciples or for everyone? Because they're a very severe warning, aren't they? They're a very severe warning to those who know the master's business. And they're an especially severe warning to those who've been entrusted to care for the master's servants while he's away.
Well, in the first instance, of course, they were for the disciples. But now we too are his disciples, aren't we? And we know the master's business. The master's business is to grow his kingdom, to grow his gospel. It does seem like he's been a long time away, but that's because he wants the gospel to go out to the ends of the world, to even come to Australia and to Tasmania. And for those of us who are Christian pastors or Christian leaders in some way, maybe we run a Bible study group or on the parish council or a ward, but even parents, we've been entrusted with his servants to look after them while he's away. He will be back when we least expect it. So have you heard the point from our three parables? What's the word for the servants in the first parable? Be ready, Be ready. exactly. Keep watch. What's the word for the owner of the house in the second parable? Be ready. Stay alert. And what's the word for the manager in the third parable? Be ready. Look after those entrusted to your care. So, it'd be silly if I didn't ask you, are you ready? Am I ready? Would we be characterised as a person ready for the master's return? Now, I have to say that this is exactly why I became a Christian. I went to a boys' boarding school where it wasn't cool to be a Christian, let me assure you. But I heard the Christian message from faithful teachers. And I began to realise that it was true. But I didn't become a Christian because I was too scared of the peer pressure. But then I realised after two or three years that if Jesus came back then, I would have been on the wrong side of him. So eventually I gave in. I was a sort of a reluctant Christian at first. I'm very glad I did, let me assure you. Would you be characterised as a person who's on the right side of Jesus at least, ready for your master's return? In many households, including the one where I grew up, there's a frantic scramble whenever a visitor drops in unexpectedly. You know, quick, can you just make sure the bathroom's presentable? Get those clothes off the, off the floor, will you? Can you do these um, dishes here? When the Lord returns, it'll be too late for a frantic scramble. We'll either be ready or we won't. Will you be dressed, ready for service, dressed in the robe of righteousness that only Christ can give, saved eternally by his precious blood? Will your lamp be burning? Will you be holding out the light of Christ to a, a fearful world? We know it's very fearful at the moment because of the pandemic. We also know it's a world that doesn't forgive. We've seen that in the media. But we offer forgiveness, the wonderful light of forgiveness through Christ. Or will you be looking after number one? Disdainful of your master's property and disdainful of the master's people. Usurping, in fact, the role of the master. But before you know it, you'll be cut off and given a place with the unbelievers. Because from everyone who's been given much, much more will be demanded. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. But for those of us who are ready, what an amazing promise we have here. 
from the master who's just come from a wedding banquet. In fact, it's a wedding banquet that's a foretaste of the great wedding banquet that all those in Christ will enjoy eternally. He's going to wait on us. I mean, it's unbelievable. And more than that, those of us who have faithfully cared for his servants will now joyfully steward all of the master's possessions. Are you ready 